This podcast is being brought to you by the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, Mark Petway Sheriff. Let me ask you this. Will Alabama go undefeated? Will they win the SEC championship? Will they win the national championship? Alabama will go undefeated and find a way to, to win all the games, but they will not win the championship again this year. Uh, what makes you say that? I think um, they are still finding their identity, and it's not. It won't be there this year. Mm-hmm. The, the true identity won't be there till next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they got some some amazing players mm-hmm. that can do some amazing things and win some games. Mm-hmm. But the maturity to win a championship is not there. That grit is not there. We got a first this time. We got two bios. So let's go with the first. The personal. Meet Rico Harris, the founder of iPush Magazine and co-founder of Create Live Studios. Rico was born in Birmingham but raised in Atlanta, Georgia. After working as a coal miner for several years, Rico realized he was suppressing his entrepreneur spirit instilled in him by his father, a home builder. I Push Magazine was born after his first failed attempt at a printed magazine. Rico found a need and filled it with a free magazine that provides affordable advertising for businesses, inspiring stories, and entertainment for all. iPush has grown into the most significant urban magazine in Alabama and surrounding borders. Rico, tell me a joke. Uh, Here's my joke. Uh, Here we go. This might be one of the first time I ever really had to tell a joke. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So this is new to me. What kind of music does do mummies listen to? I don't know what. Rap music. (laughs) I like that. Uh, That's good. Why should you always knock on a refrigerator door before opening it? I can't think of that. In case there's a salad dressing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you had to think of that that for a minute. (laughs) That was a good comeback. That was a good comeback. (laughs) Rico, um, I don't, you're one of the people that I have on the show that although I know you, I don't know a lot about you. So this is going to be fun for me. You know what I'm saying? I like it when I get to learn about people on this thing. Starting out, man, I had no idea you were a coal miner. Yep. Yep. That is crazy. So tell me about, you know, your matriculation through school. How would you end up choosing to be a coal miner and the whole nine yards? I mean, who are you? Okay, so uh, like I said, I was, I was born in, in Birmingham, Alabama at, at old, the old Cooper Green. Okay. Uh, they call it old Cooper Green. Yeah. And uh, my mother is really from the um, from the country, Wilcox County. Really? Yep. And, and my father is from Inslee. Okay. And he went to J.O. and uh, a lot of families still over there in, in Pratt and things like that. So whenever they met, man, and they, they had me um, – 
at that period in time, they didn't stay together long. Of course, mm-hmm. that's how things be. And mm-hmm. shortly after, my mom uh, developed this mental illness, which was basically like a nervous breakdown that took her into a state where she couldn't take care of me. Okay. And so I have like older siblings that uh, did the best that they could to take care of me, but it just it wasn't enough. You mm-hmm. know, they had their own things going on. They was young. So my dad had already migrated to Atlanta, you know, right before I even came out the womb. He mm-hmm. was already in Atlanta doing his thing. So uh, at that time, he wasn't quite ready to settle down. Mm-hmm. And uh, he really didn't know what was going on with my mom. And at that time, back then, man, people thought if you was crazy, you was on crack. Right. You know, you see a woman talking to herself and threatening people, they just assume she was on crack, but she really wow. had a, a mental problem that no one was able to address early on that could have prevented or maybe reversed it or did something, you know. Wow. So, um, like I said, I, I went through some years of just being, um, I wouldn't say abandoned, but just not taking care of like a, a child should be nourished. Yeah. And so uh, some family members got involved, and they called my dad. It's like, hey, you need to come get this boy. Mm-hmm. And so he came and got me. How old were you at this point? Uh, I might have been maybe about six six years old. Okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe about six years old. So, okay. um, and even prior to then, I actually uh, was kind of going up there for a minute and just kind of came back. And then it was that point where he's like, yeah, I need to really take care of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got one of those dads. I don't know how much time we got. So I'm going to no, keep it No, man. Okay. Th- take your time. Right. This your this your time, I, bro. All right. So I, I got one of those dads that come from the old school where he was never shown love. So he didn't know how to show love. He just knew how to work, work his butt off. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was rough on a little boy that never got love from a woman before. So I had this hard man that uh, liked to cuss and fuss and be strict and worked all the time. And so my upbringing wow. was in that environment, which caused friction between me and him over the years. Yeah. But uh, I, I grew up in Marietta, Georgia, uh, in a pretty decent neighborhood uh, until my dad he got to a point where his business got so good working for himself, being a, uh, a builder, mm-hmm. that he went paying taxes. Mm. So yeah, I was sitting at home one day and uh by myself, you know, he'd be out at work and uh these people come knocking at the door like a dumb little kid, like a dumb opening the door and uh it was the feds. And they came in and they had court order and they took every single thing out of that house, including wow. me. So I had to sit with them folks until they asked me a thousand questions until he came and got me what the case might be. But uh that was that was part of his downfall. Was just not knowing business, on just not knowing how to pay taxes and things like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, uh, shortly after the end, man, I ended up coming back to Birmingham. And uh, at that time, my granddad was still alive, and he was taking care of my mom. And uh, I, I lived with them for maybe about a summer, and it it just. About how old were you then? Uh, I might have been about eight then. Okay. Yeah, eight years old. Uh-huh. But at that time, you eight years old, you got a old granddad, a mom who who can't make a complete sentence, you know, at that time, mm-hmm. for real. She was walking the streets a lot, uh, just, you know, not in the mental capacity she needed to be in. I was into everything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I guess my dad got on his feet, came back and got me, and uh, we pretty much spent a little bit more time in Marietta, uh, some time in College Park where I lived at, graduated from high school in uh, Banneker High School in okay. College Park, Georgia. Um when I got there, I think uh, Ludacris was there. He wasn't I was Ludacris just there. about to yeah. ask you. <laughs> yeah, Chris Love Love at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. He used to be in the hallways rapping and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> so uh played basketball pretty much my whole life. That was, that was my way out, was mm-hmm. playing basketball. Uh, always been tall. So 
Got can't good. teach tall like my no. cousins. No. I can't teach tall. So uh, <laughs> that that was that was my my thing that occupied my time was basketball. Yeah, and uh, so right after high school, uh, being like I said, me and my dad, we never really got on good terms because. You know, talking in the household wasn't a thing, and coming to my games and to my prom and stuff like that, it just it wasn't his thing. He was yeah. go work, you go do what you got to do, come on home. And so, you know, we went on best of terms. So I, after graduation, I got out of the house. I came back to Birmingham and uh, ended up getting a scholarship to Gadsden State to play basketball. Okay. And uh, so that was uh, a highlight for me, just being out of the city. Now, it was super, super slow in gas. Lord, yeah. how much. <laughs> Man, I had to get adjusted to that. That slow life in, in gas and from coming from Atlanta was way different. Ooh, I wouldn't even, yeah, from Atlanta, not yeah. just from Birmingham, but from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm talking about, it get quiet at night. And then moving. So, uh, now, Chaz just came on yeah. here. He was a two-guard. What position did you play? So I was a three. All right. Yeah, you was, I was a small a forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to play a three because during my time, um, basketball players were tall and can dribble. It was yeah. no more. If you were 6'4", six, 6'5", six, you used to be a center, but now you, you need to be a guard. That's right. So I uh, played with a few guys that played the NBA, uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, Dion Glove, just a few people who okay. went, to, went to the league to play ball. So the talent pool that I was in, you had to really come with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so then what happened? So I got to Gaston, man, mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I was doing what I was trained to do was play basketball. Yeah. But at the time, uh, me and my dad, we weren't talking. And uh, in college, you you got a scholarship. Right, mm-hmm. and they provide meals for you, but they don't give you everything else. Right, and so without those life necessities, I was struggling. Yeah, and like me and a few other guys, we was really struggling away from home and didn't yeah. have nobody can call. So uh, we picked up this thing of, of, of stealing books, man, stealing biology books, stealing kids books, you know, on campus and taking them to the off-campus bookstore and selling them till we got caught. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, the good thing about it was that. They chose since we were basketball players. They chose not to red flag us, and red flag us mean that we can go to another college period. Right, but they they did send us home. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you know, learned my lesson from that. And uh, home for me was just coming back to Birmingham with my brothers and sisters, and just trying to find my way. Uh-huh. And uh, that in that time, you know, my family lived in the, center, the old Central City, right down the street. Yeah. So. Uh, you, you come back home to the projects, man. You come back home to everybody hustling, everybody uh, in the streets all day and all night. So I'm a young man. And, uh, you know, nobody said come home and come to work. You know, just come home stay out of trouble. But trouble right. going to find you when you're out there That's right. all day and all night. So I found myself hustling, uh, whatever, just selling dope for whoever, doing you know, just, just part of that lifestyle. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time doing that uh, with my family and uh, got to a point where, I did get around some people who of good influence, mm. right? And and coming from a dad who worked, that was in me. I just didn't know it was in me. Yeah, working hard was in me. You know, yeah. I was I was bracing myself mm. for you to say somebody died or somebody went to jail, and it's just by the grace of God. You were like, no, nah, I just I lucked out and and started getting around some folk that. 
Well, I mean, that's later on in Diamond Story. <laughs> yeah, later on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I cut you off too fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, got, that, I got that favor on my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that favor. Keep going. But uh, I, I got my, uh, we, we lived on 3rd Avenue, and I uh, got my first job at Home Depot in Fatfield. Uh-huh. You know, didn't have a car. So I called the bus, and I get off at 10. I used to be outside pushing the buggers at Home Depot. I'd get off at 10. I would walk home from Fatfield to 3rd Avenue. Uh-huh. But back in the day, people used to walk, though. Yeah? Yeah, we used to walk. So because uh, the bus wasn't running. That late when I should get off. But long story short, uh, you know, I worked, but I still was influenced. Mm-hmm. And I went back to what I was used to doing, a little bit older. And you you get some wheels and you get around girls. Just, and Third Avenue used to be jumping like classic every weekend. Every and weekend. So Used to be still is. Still is. Still is. Still is. So um, I got back into, you know, back into hustling and less working. And, and I found myself uh with some some friends I picked up in in West End and uh, really established ourselves in West End mm-hmm. from a hustling standpoint and uh, we was uh, I'd like to say Third Avenue stars back then trap stars like yeah. we, just well known on, yeah. on Third Avenue with the yeah. cars and switching up cars and stuff like that and uh, but. Um, I have seen the people die. I have seen the people go to jail. I have been in those situations where uh, I can really get on my knees and just say, really be thankful mm-hmm. that I didn't go to jail or I didn't go to prison mm-hmm. uh, or I didn't go to jail for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I live that lifestyle, and I wouldn't take it back, and I'm not ashamed of it because right. it, it put some grit in me. It put some knowledge in me. Uh, it woke my eyes up to to being able to have the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know, being able to go get a nine to five and then also being able to say, you know, at one point in time, I was able to make money on my own. Yeah. Which, you know, so um that led me it's to It's a whole different ball game yeah. when you live in that life of if you don't kill it, you don't eat. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. 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 You you either gonna live subpar or you are you gonna level up yeah. and live the way you wanna live. Yeah. 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 And uh just just when you're in that environment, it's just what you get accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I I met a young lady, which is which is my wife now, and uh, you know her influence working. You know her parents are working class people, mm-hmm. and I had an opportunity uh, to get a job at a Sipco over here in North Birmingham. Okay, and it was through a temp service, but okay. I wasn't gonna go because that you had to, the one of the requirement was steel toe boots. I ain't had no tennis shoes. I, ain't, I wasn't going to go buy none. So she went and bought me something from Walmart, <laughs> little cheap pair of steel toe boots, and I took my butt to work that day. And I ended up getting on permanent through the mail room. Yeah. And so if it wasn't for her buying them shoes for me, I would have never probably got that job. <laughs> I was there um, probably five or six years uh-huh. at Sipco where I really established my working career. Yeah. And uh, that was a great job. I mean, that was good paying money, a lot of overtime. Yeah. I uh, had my first child when I was working there. Uh, my only child, you know, biological child. But um, I really established myself and was able to purchase a home and things like that. Yeah. From working in a company like that until they laid us off. Okay. And that was just during the time that housing market had crashed. And so people didn't need pipes to run through the city mm-hmm. like they used to. They started sending stuff overseas. So I like, remember that time. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. rough. That's when. Uh, the housing market crashed. The banks gave out too much money. It was, mm-hmm. it was just a mess. So uh, luckily, at the same time that a SIPCO was um, laying people off, the coal mine was hiring. Mm. So I never missed a day of work because 
the trend was to go to the coal mine. Yeah. And so the coal mine that I worked at was Jim Walters, located in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah. Tuscaloosa County. Yeah. And uh, that was, um, we were, it was maybe over 150 of us left of Sipco and went to the coal mine. Okay. Yeah. So what happened was the coal mine had this, this um, period where a lot of people retired. Gotcha. And we was able to fill the gap because we That's kind of how plumbers are now. Yeah. They're talking about electricians, all exactly. these people. Yeah, yep. yeah. So we was able to fill that gap at the right time. Yeah. And uh, Sipco tried their best to get us to come back. But you went from maybe making 16 50 maybe $15 an hour Sipco to coming in the door $20, 23 $4 an hour. Right. And uh, then we eventually went up to 30 and all type of overtime. And uh, so the money was different. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was probably a 65000 a year zip code. I was busting 100 Yeah. You know, easy. Uh -huh. And that's good money to a lot of young black men, you know. So uh, working in the coal mine, it was different, man, just, just to get adjusted to knowing that any day, you may not come home because the roof can fall in. Yeah. The walls fall in. People have died. We've been down there when people die. The walls fall in and, and it crush your legs. Yeah. You know, there's no air down there. They actually have to put air down there. They have to force right. the air to be down there. So if something happens and the air goes out, we got these respirators like a uh, mask that gives us air because the chemicals on the ground, just natural gas will kill you right. instantly. Right. So uh, it, it was dangerous, but, you know, you get comfortable because other people are comfortable down there. And... Uh, you know, you did with a lot of. I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, gets, it gets so comfortable that man. We we were taking naps down there. We go to sleep, work so many hours, um, and you sleep on the ground or whatever, and it's full of rats down. There. I don't know where the rats come from, but it's rats. Yeah, it's full yeah, of rats. Yeah, where the rats come from? It's full of rats, man. So they tell you, man, if the rats, all the rats going in one direction, you better follow them. <laughs> right. Yeah. So right. we can kill the rats because yeah. they let you know if something going wrong. Okay. Yeah, it lets you know something going wrong. But uh spent about 10 years in the coal mine, man. Just really made a good living for myself. Uh, just made a purchase, you know, the toys I wanted to purchase and learn yeah. the lessons of budgeting and all that stuff like that. You know, so uh, I really appreciate the coal mine for teaching me how to get up and go to work every day and appreciate a dollar, you know, just from, from sweat equity, just putting in that work in the coal mine. Dang, wow. I don't... um I don't know if I could get used to being like, um, you know, death at your door every day like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've always had uh, my first wife's brother was a coal miner. And um, I just I used to just always, you know, listening to the stories and whatnot. I just always respect that. And. I just know I don't have those cojones, man. You know what I'm saying? To go and and we're not talking about going in the ground. We're talking about miles down. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it ain't this ain't is no a, walking out. Yeah, take an elevator down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah ain't no walking out. Yeah. 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 And so, um, let's just take a little break right quick while I get my breath and then let's talk about where where that took you. Gotcha. At Alabama Power. There's nothing more important to us than our customers and the communities we serve. Alabama Power is more than your reliable source of electricity. We're committed to building the future of energy and providing innovative solutions to our customers. Alabama Power offers energy efficiency tips to help lower your bills, and the company supports agencies 
that offer bill assistance. Alabama Power initiates and supports efforts to grow the economy and elevate the state of Alabama. And yes, we are also your reliable source of electricity. Alabama Power is for a better Birmingham and a better Alabama. First, we had the um, personal bio, but it was not personal. <laughs> so let's see what the business bio says. IPUSH is an acronym for I Possess Unlimited Skills and Hustle. As a lifestyle magazine, IPUSH serves as a culture guide for Birmingham, Alabama, with fashion, food, business, sports, health, music, and tons more. IPUSH magazine is a quarterly printed and online magazine that provides multimedia services as a company. When you think, see, or hear about iPush Magazine, the words quality, success, and black excellence are the obvious choice. iPush uses the phrase keep pushing as its motivational advice, often used by Rico as he built the iPush brand while working mandatory six days a week. Let me... um share something with you. I don't know if I've told you this, but um, this podcast is somewhat uh, formulated with your influence. Wow. I've told you a lot of times that how much I look up to you and respect you and, you know, I... I haven't, I'm not, you know, recreating. I mean, I'm not inventing anything. I'm just reproducing things that I see others doing well. And, you know, a lot of people won't give you your flowers these days. You know what I'm saying? But I want to give you your flowers. You didn't even notice, but this is why I want you here. This is why I've wanted you here is to tell you that watching you and and listening to your videos and watching your videos and trusting and believing i'm telling you you and um russ mcclinton have more to do with everything that i that i do than you know just simply by watching what you do recreating it believing in myself i'm telling you this podcast owes a lot of thanks to you man you just don't know you just don't know how, how humbling is not the word how well needed it is to hear that hmm. because a lot of times like you said people don't give you flowers i'm not the type to go at, go out asking and, and expecting flowers right right and a lot of times i feel like i'm in that situation like master p you, you build a lot of things and people just they're gonna wait till you roll over in your grade to say something <laughs> yeah but yeah I, man I, you know how much i appreciate that that's that's a that's part of that extra push that i need personally like today like i need that today just dealing with things going on in business in my life to hear that to keep me going a little bit further wow. that's how deep that is man um Tell us. Tell us about our push. How how did it come about? And be sure that in in you explaining this, um, you talk about perseverance, man, because I've I've watched your perseverance and 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 it means a lot to me. Gotcha. 
So I, I can't I can't start I push without letting people know that uh, it took me some time, but I realized that God gave me a gift, right? Mm. And my gift is not magazines or marketing or advertising. My gift is is to evolve and get better. So throughout my life, I've been through a lot of situations with good in different environments around different people. And I've been able to evolve and get better and critique myself and see my faults and call myself out and and putting myself in a situation where, you know what, I can go from a street hustler to a working class man, mm-hmm. go from a working class man to a entrepreneur, to mm-hmm. a becoming a boss where how people have to pay and put myself in a situation where I got to go study on my own and learn and seek knowledge and listen and be humble and change my attire and put on a suit and you know just being able to to be that comedian there to become better was, is a gift that I, I I receive and that's how we started I push uh, it was a young guy I was working with and he had a a, a rap label and uh, he maybe had about ten artists and we just go to the car and bike shows and uh, the problem was that they would not let all of them perform and so uh, what do you mean they wouldn't. So, so we're having ten artists on your label. Uh-huh. There was enough time to allow oh, them to perform on yeah, stage. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And so, when when this guy he, he allowed me to attend with him and kind of hang hang out with him, and I saw the problem. Mm-hmm. And so the 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 solution was, I'm going to create a a pamphlet that we're going to pass out. If there's a thousand people out here, we're going to create a thousand pamphlets and put these artists in it so that people can see the artists that don't perform. Mm. And that transitioned into a magazine. Because when I looked to my left and my right, there wasn't a magazine at the time. Okay. And so that was the problem I was looking to solve. And so at that time, it was called M3 Magazine, Making Moves Magazine. And it was hip-hop based. And uh, I was so green that uh, I I spent all my money, all my time, probably uh, almost lost my marriage at that time. Uh, I went to foreclose at that time. Like, that business ran me under. Yeah. I just didn't yeah. know no better. I was just dumping yeah. all my money I was making in the coal mine into that business and it was just it was it was taxing. Yeah. So because you have no entrepreneurial experience, no business experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have no business experience, so I couldn't connect the dots financially. Mm-hmm. But I had the vision. And uh finally I, I, I got to that day where uh I gave up and I was done. And I just kid you guys not, man. I don't do no capping. And then the very next day, God gave me the idea for iPush. I believe it. And not only did he give me that idea, it was something else in me. And it's like all the answers I didn't have the, the day prior, I had right. the day the yeah. next day. Yeah. How to go about advertising, how to get corporate sponsorship. It was just that one day. Right. Yeah, it was, it was that one day difference. Uh that I did give up and I did pray. And I guess what I did, I gave it to him. Yeah. That's what I did. I got out my own way. Yeah. And I pushed, took off from there and I uh, kept evolving and just looking at what's going on in the city. And in my opinion, it's a blessing being able to be outside the city for so long that I can see it with a different lens. I was about to say that. Why Birmingham and why not? You know, Atlanta is so industry. Right, mm-hmm. and it just seems like, and not to mention, it's just ten times bigger. Right, it seems like there may be a better opportunity to grow there. Why Birmingham? Birmingham, uh, especially even in my early days, that the need was here, uh-huh. and I was here. But as I got older and more experienced in business, I started seeing how Birmingham's a gold mine. You know, if you can be the first to do something here, I can go back to Atlanta and later. But I got an opportunity mm. to be the first here. I got an opportunity to be number one. 
right. coming from basketball, you wanted to be the number one team, so I want to become the number one magazine. Right. And so uh, that's why Birmingham is important to me, uh, just because that there is a need. You know, yeah. it's people who need help here, and this magazine been able to help a lot of people over the years. So, Bur- yeah. so Birmingham been able to be. How good long to you me. been going at it now, man? Uh, man, I want to say it, my math might be a little off. Maybe eleven years, man. I, I want wow. some time. I believe. Yeah, I want some time before we even went to print, man. We were just online before we finally got to print. But I, I've been around in these streets, uh, doing events and promoting people and business and telling stories for about eleven years strong. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, t- talk about some of the people you've worked with. And then, what's going on now? You know what I'm saying? Especially with Create Live and, you know, okay. how ha- how have things evolved? Right. So, man, you know, I, I won't even start with a celebrity name, man. I've worked with some some people who work 9 to 5 that, that has amazing passion and dreams that I've been able to uh, play a, a part in, in in them going on to fulfill their dreams and doing things. I've been able to uh, really help some interns that did had no clue of what they wanted to do or, or couldn't. Yeah, I mean, tell you this, it was an issue at a time where black interns in these black colleges couldn't get internships. Right, it was hard, especially in media. Right, and being able to provide that opportunity, to say, hey, let me teach you how to write. Let me teach you. Let me connect you with some people in the communications. Yeah, and so that that alone has been. So fulfilling, right? But uh, one of my favorite people is, is David Bannerman. Yeah, just one of the illest people I ever meet, man. Knowledge wise, yeah, and and can keep it real with you. Yeah, I I, I really appreciate the opportunities I've had to work with David Banner. Yeah, but all types of celebrities, man. Athletes, uh, housewives. One of my friends, uh, Melinda Hope from Love and Marriage Huntsville. Uh, just all type of people we've been able to work with. No matter what industry you can think of. Apple has worked with somebody. Man, I'm some talking about you have worked with people in magazines. You you doing stuff with food. I yep. mean, it's just like it's just a, amazing to watch. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because um, you know you 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 got your hands in a in a lot of different things, but the common thread there is is creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just a, you know, just a sidebar of that man. At, at one time, Birmingham never lacked creativity, but we we lacked the the will to to create quality, and that was something that we had to have out the gate. Was to say, hey, not saying we single handedly uh, did that, but we was a part of raising the standards of quality in Absolutely. Birmingham. I didn't want to do this until I could do something nice. That's until right. I had. Everything you talk about, you know what I'm saying? I, I wanted it all together That's right. and not to be – I don't mind growing in front of people, but at the same time, they don't need to see all that sausage that's made. Mm-hmm. And 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 I just – your approach to professionalism and, and, and wanting things first class and showing kind of – you know, a lot of stuff social media-wise, bruh, I don't know until you do it. I'm just keeping it 100. As soon as Rico do it, then I start trying to figure out how I can do it. That's real. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's the yeah. truth. Yeah, because you never you never know who's watching. I yeah. see numbers, I see analytics, but I never know who's watching. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Now, what tell tell us about the new project? Well, it's not new anymore, but create 
Tell us about it. And most importantly, how can people do business with you and get you involved with their projects and learn from you? And, you know, I like the fact that you started these little teaching things that you're doing. So, you know, just expound on that a little bit. Okay. So, again, they go back to evolving. That What we saw with entrepreneurs in the magazine was that they needed more than a, a four-page ad. They mm-hmm. need some help. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, right now in Birmingham, there's a lot of help for small businesses, right? But uh, at the time, we I decided that, you know, I need to start offering other services. And so I was able to connect with my business partner, man. Thank God I met this guy years ago, uh, Daz Goodman. Mm-hmm. And uh, he... He was he he brings some quality to the table. He brings something that I didn't have. He's he's an amazing photographer, cinematographer, uh, shooting movies. Uh, he's had stuff on ESPN. He just uh, he does amazing work. Mm. And so I was able to match what I do with what he do, and we was like, okay, we got something. Yeah. yeah. And so what Create Live Studios is, man, is, is two guys that full time entrepreneurs that create content for a living. And mm-hmm. so basically, what we do is. We, no matter what level or what stage you are as an entrepreneur, we can help you. With creating a logo, website, filming something, we take care of your services. And and we sit down and we walk you through. And uh, one thing that we, we like to niche down on is that outside of just being a, you know, a photographer, videographer, or, or creative, we bring the marketing piece to it. So when we do something for you, it has a purpose. Yeah. And yeah. it helps reach your goals and your expectations. But uh Man, anybody can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or follow us at CreateLiveStudios at Gmail uh, to get us for our services. And it got to another point where people uh, in in these days, man, want to do stuff on their own. They don't have the budget to hire people, and we understand that. Like everybody can't hire us. We we worked our way up to where you can, everybody can't afford us, and we're okay with that. So what we decided to do is say, hey, we're going to take a step back and teach you how to use a camera. Mm-hmm. We're going to teach you about social media, mm-hmm. and then one day we teach you, and you figure it out. You're going to come be able to afford us one day because you won't have right. time to do this on your own. <laughs> That's right. So it's to each one teach one thing. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't know it was create live. I thought it was create live. Now, most people do. Most yeah. People do. yeah. Most people do. <laughs> That's what's up. And, and you did um, touch on that. I didn't get a chance to ask you in the first um, um, part. Please put out your social media so that people can find you and any other contact that you want to give out. So if, if you Google Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, it don't matter. If you put in iPush, you're going to find us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we, we drowned that space out to where uh, any SEO is going to pull up iPush. Uh, and just to let people know that uh, we are rebranding in the new year. Okay. The, the, the city, just doing our homework, man, the city is becoming a food foodie city. It is. It's and been a foodie city. It's been a foodie yeah. city. So we're we're putting all our eggs in that one basket, man. We're rebranding okay. to a complete I push foodie magazine content. Everything you're gonna see is gonna be food related. So we we're really changing the logo up. We're really bringing something new and, and claiming that space to be a, a a foodie pretty much media agency. I love it. I love it. Well before we get you out let you get out of here um, I want to ask you, what is your favorite uh, charity? Charity, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, my favorite charity right now is uh, I'm spending some time at a high school, and okay. I, I, I'm a substitute teacher, and I'm also a basketball coach. Now, and, I knew you were um, coaching. You didn't tell me yeah. you were doing some stuff. Yep. Listen, in a 
in this world, in this time, for a black man to be in our school system. Yep. You know what I'm yes, going sir. with. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. That, you know, and I used to go to, to the Danning Project and talk to those guys and young ladies down there. Okay. You know, but they was at a point where they'd already, most of them had messed up. Yeah. And in in Danning Project provides a great second chance. But I said, let me try to kiss them before they mess up. Mm-hmm. And being at the schools, man, they like you said, it, they need our attention at school. Mm-hmm. And they need black men who, who can talk their language, that can be tough. I dress like them, you know, but I, I still have the knowledge to to to, to give it to them because yeah. we got to meet these kids where they are. We, that's right. we talk over their head a lot, and we talk about how things was when I was young, and, and that's just not the conversation that's going to get their attention. So right. that's that's what my favorite charity is right now is that school system. Wow. I'm going to let that one breathe. <laughs> Usually I make people choose. No, you got to choose a specific charity, but we going to support that. <laughs> However... If you don't answer one of these questions, you got to buy the kids lunch or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Regions Park or Rickwood Field? I'm going to go with Regions Park. I don't know much. I, I've been in, in Birmingham for a long time, but I don't know much about Rick, Rickwood Field. Right. I don't know the history, but Regions Park is progression. So Okay. Like that. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Most definitely railroad. It, it reminds me of uh, Piedmont Park. Again, progression for Birmingham. All right. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Uh, I'm going with Legacy Arena because uh basketball. Birmingham squad <laughs> all day. Barons or Squadron? Squadron all day. <laughs> <laughs> Crossplex or Legion Field? Uh, I'm going to go back to Legion Field, man. Those are the days I came up outside. And on, on them C-Man basketball court, hooping with them OGs back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Uh, been Wayne Science Center all day, man. Education. Okay. Yeah. Sloss Furnace or, Volk- or Vulcan Park? Uh, Vulcan Park all day. Never been to Sloss. All right. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Uh, I'm going to go with the Civil Rights Institute. Uh, never had an opportunity to go to the Negro Museum. All right. Legion or Stallions? Uh, something is telling me that this Legion thing's going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like when people go with the Legion. Yeah. Alabama or Auburn? Alabama all day. State or A&M? A&M. Big Ear Tupac? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tupac just because the music. I won't go deep into that. All right, Michael Jackson or Prince? Jackson. All right. Well, in closing, I want you to give people another. Um, um, tell people how they can get in touch with you. Okay. Again, uh, we would love for you guys to uh. Follow us on social media, on all platforms. I push magazine or create live studios. You can DM or comment, and we will most definitely see it and uh, get in contact with you. Outstanding. I want to thank my good friend Rico Harris for joining us. And next time, we're going to have you on here again, and you're going to bring Daz Goodman. All right? I want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, a huge shout-out to Creed 63 our 360 news and urbanham.com 
God bless. Intravenous 205 is here to support all Birmingham businesses and entrepreneurs. If you would like your business featured on Intravenous, please give us a call at 205-202-1602 or email us at intravenous205 at gmail.com.